What's up, everybody? Welcome to a Monday edition of Texans All Access. We are three days away. I had to do the math. Brain's not working so well, Mark Vandermeer. On me, John Harris, your host, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter for your Houston Texans. Yeah, the brain's got to get rejuvenated by Thursday, Mark. I got to admit. Uh, you better get some sleep, Johnny. You're on every hour of our draft coverage, which begins Thursday night at Miller Outdoor Theater and runs through Saturday evening. Of course, you'll allegedly get to sleep those yeah, nights, but I think so. I don't, I can't sleep after the first round no. or the second round and third round that night because I'm all hyped up. It's like a game day experience almost. Well, now that I know how to use YouTube a little bit, after the draft is over, I'm just going straight home and getting right on YouTube Live and staying on for as long as people want to go. Like, because that's what I want to do. I want to talk about it. I want to listen. So, this goes back, uh, I can't remember what year it was. It was 18 or 19. I was driving home after the draft and I flipped on Sports Radio 610. And at that time, remember Pharrell on the bench? Oh, yeah, Pharrell on the yeah, bench. Yeah, Pharrell on the bench. You can't do it for too long because your voice just gets shredded. Can't do it. And people are asking him about draft picks. He's like, yeah, 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 he's a guy uh, from Boise State. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I think he's, he's going to be okay. All right, next caller. Like, he knew nothing, and it just drove me insane. It drove me crazy. So I was like, man, I wish I could just go live after the draft so people could get an actual, you know, feel Taste. of what actually happened. I did, that, I did that one time. I was doing my overnight show, and I did the draft, the whole draft. It was me and Jeremy Branham. Great guy. Me and Jeremy did the draft. And then I stuck around because my show was after that, starting at midnight. Oof. And I got about two hours in, and they had a backup ready to go just in case. And I was like, yeah, man, I think somebody needs to come in for these final three hours. I did all I could for the mm. first two. Somebody's got to come finish this thing up. And they did. They found somebody for those final two hours. That said, uh, getting, getting pumped, getting excited about it. Next segment, we're going to do some of the bold predictions that I have for the draft, and you're going to tell me, Mark, whether it's bold predictions combined with some over-unders. Okay. Where guys end up getting drafted, how many guys end up getting drafted. They're kind of merging into one, if you will, because as I look at them, I'm like, yeah, I could do – I think it could be kind of a bold predictions over-under. But we have got to get on record with our mock draft. Look, everybody has a mock draft. I've done a few – Vandermock, you've done. Have you done a Vandermock this offseason? Honestly, I haven't because I haven't I, been wanting to do what you're about to make me do, which yeah. is pick the Texan selections. Right. But I'll do it, Johnny. But I'm going to do, do it. it tonight in audio form. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do at least 1 through 12. Texas being at 2, Texas being at 12. I will make the picks. But that doesn't mean you can't chime in. If we need to change a pick, we'll change it. You're going to make the picks? I'm going to make right, the I'm picks for every team and not name the Houston Texans. Okay. Every team, not name the Texans. Mm. I'll make those picks. You then get to follow up and make the Texans picks at 2 and 12 and explain it all. All right. Now, here's the only caveat. I guess if you wanted to, you could come up with a trade. You know, something like Aaron Rodgers being traded. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But, you know, if you want to make a trade, you can. If we get to a spot and you're like, I want to trade up, then we'll figure out what that trade is going to be so you can move up and make a deal. Okay, let's right. go. You good? Okay, number one, the Carolina Panthers. Now, I had read today on the Twitters, I think it was Adam Schefter's podcast, that he mentioned that we, the Texans, were really close to having the number one pick in the draft of the deal done with the Chicago Bears. Ooh. But then apparently the Bears 
or the Panthers swooped in with the offer of DJ Moore. I guess DJ Moore was really a piece that Ryan Poles wanted. And that was, they were able to get that deal done. Now, moving from one down to nine, they were going to get more in a trade than they sure. would probably with the Texans, but they could move to number two. And then they, as Ryan Poles has said many times, they could move from two to nine at that point. So I don't understand why that didn't work, but it didn't. Either way, Carolina goes to number one, and the pick is... Wait, hang on one second. Okay. Before you do that, right. this Adam Schefter story right. or a line in the podcast that's become mm-hmm. a story, tell me if DJ Moore is available in this draft, as he is right now, Ooh. DJ Moore, NFL veteran now, receiver, recovered from an injury, is in this draft, where is he going? One or two. He's one or two, depending on... He's going on that it. high. Yeah. He's... He, yeah, he went that high in right, his draft. So good, He's good, good for the Bears. Yeah, they did the I, right thing. They got absolutely. whatever they got, plus DJ Moore. That's nice. And the Texans probably weren't willing or even couldn't offer something like that. I mean, if they were getting DJ Moore and he was the key, I could I could completely understand that. I mean... I'd want DJ Moore. There's, there's no doubt. DJ but if he's a, worth the one or two pick in the draft right now, the way he is, that's strong. Well, is he worth the number? Not, not number one or number two overall. Number one or number two receiver. So, oh, okay. Um, no. So he's probably, he's probably middle of this. Probably 15, 16 area. All right, that changes things a bit. But combined with everything else, it's a hell of a package. Yeah, it is definitely a package. All right. Carolina Panthers select Bryce Young. Do you have any shocker? Qualms? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what it, if Bryce's name is not set at number one? That's listen. You brought it up. This is an exciting week. Obviously, it is anyway. Yeah. But extra exciting because we really don't know what is going to happen at number two. Right. But what if we don't know what's going to happen with pick number one? Right. Now and that would add some intrigue. Sean and Seth were talking about it. I was glad Seth brought up some of the knocks on Bryce Young because mm-hmm. the way he's being portrayed right now, it's as if this is a flawless. No doubt about right. it. Pick. This is Trevor Lawrence. And he's not Trevor right. Lawrence. No. He might turn out to be better than Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> but he's not Trevor Lawrence in terms of the projection that he brings to the draft. Right. You might believe in him more, but there's no way as a prospect you can say he's more at this point in his life. So we'll see how it plays out. But yeah, it's Bryce Young. If he's overall better than Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Has Trevor Lawrence failed or is Bryce Young one of the top three quarterbacks in the league at that point? All right. So now it, it's, it's he's better year one, year two. Where's Trevor Lawrence going from here? Maybe Trevor Lawrence just completely nosedives from here. And Bryce Young's better than that. Right? Is that I what you know. want? Is that what you want? You want to see that happen? Yes. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Was that inside voice or outside okay. voice? Okay. Uh, you said it with your outside voice. All right. Now, like I said. I will make the other picks. You will make the ones okay. for the Texans. And here we are at mm-hmm. number two, mm-hmm. the focal point. Everybody in America, Mark Vandermeer, wants to know what the Texans are doing at two. That intrigue is all in your hands. Nick Casario got locked in the bathroom because it's an episode of draft day. D'Amico Ryans went out for a burger, and mm. you got in a draft room, and you get to make this pick. Who is it going to be? With the second pick in the draft. I'm not saying who should it be. I'm saying who do you want it to be at number two? Who's your pick? I'm going to go with Tyree Wilson. Okay. And I think you know what I'm setting up here, Johnny. I'm going to go with Tyree Wilson. And look, this is not just me. All right? This is me thinking about what they need, what they might do, all of it combined. But 
I like Tyree Wilson. I like the ability to get after the quarterback, to be disruptive in the backfield. I seriously flirted with taking Jalen Carter with this pick. I seriously did. Yeah, because I think he's a major disruptor. Yeah. And he's somebody who, if he can keep it together, if you have the right guys in your locker room, you can keep him together and he will wreak havoc on the rest mm-hmm. of the AFC South on their lines and make things really good for the other people up front in the front seven. But I'll go with the safer pick. I know he got hurt last year, but Tyree Wilson's my guy at number two. Tuesday night at the Combine, back at the Combine, you and I were closing up shop, and I was just kind of sitting staring off in the, into space. And I just turned to you, and I was like, I got it. It's Bryce Young or Jalen Carter. Mm. And it was that very next morning that we found out that Carter had the issue yeah. with the misdemeanors and the driving yeah. issue and the reckless driving. Well, let's and put all that it this way: without that stuff, is there any doubt right now that you're looking at Jalen Carter right there? Assuming well, here's, Young goes here's where one. I think it gets interesting because I I don't want to say the Texans have given anything away with what they did in free agency, but if you would have thought that, would you have got gone out and gotten both Sheldon Rankins and Hassan Ridgeway on your interior? Yeah. Maybe you just get one of them because I've said this before. Once you think you have enough, you need more. Mm-hmm. When you think you've got, or you think you don't have anything or you feel like you're lacking, you're really lacking. But so, I think the way they've done this, Johnny, is they've drafted and filled holes, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. They've signed holes in free in agency. Free, yeah, right, right, filled right. holes in free agency with the right. signings. Jeez, Mark, get it together. But I believe they're still going to draft underneath those guys, yeah. and either they get pushed out right away or eventually or whatever. So I think that would not have necessarily eliminated Carter. I know they made those acquisitions after the Carter news broke, but I still like Carter. However, I'm drafting Tyree Wilson in this mock draft. Okay. We have a trade at number three. Ooh, we have a trade at number three, and it is the Indianapolis Colts moving up one spot. It's just one spot. There have been some. There's been some talk about the Tennessee Titans wanted to get up there, yeah. and the Colts are like, you know what? We're just going to go up there and we're going to do it. So the Indianapolis Colts go to number three. It's just one spot, but they know the guy that the Titans covet. They're just going to jump in front and they're going to snatch him. The Indianapolis Colts will select Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. Now, I ask you this question. They draft Stroud. Tennessee was looking at Stroud. They want to move up to three and go get him. Arizona moves down. Probably had to give up a second maybe to do it. But they lock up their guy and keep the Titans from getting him. Your thoughts about, A, facing C.J. Stroud twice a year. B, facing C.J. Stroud twice a year in Indianapolis. I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances. I have no choice, by the way. Yeah, of course. (laughs) This just in. No choice department. (laughs) I'm in it. But (laughs) I'll take my chances with this because this is an evaluation race, right? Yeah. You've heard of an arms race. This is an evaluation race. I've evaluated that C.J. Stroud might not be my quarterback, so I'm going to think that even if you get him, you're not going to do that well with him Mm -hmm. because – I didn't think I was going to do that well with him. I wasn't going to be able to grow with him. But here's the deal. We all know the Colts have a pretty good nucleus. They've had some holes, no question. Right. They're not what they were two, three years ago. They need to fortify. But the quarterback can certainly help if he turns out to be anything better than what they've had in Matt Ryan 
and Carson Wentz before that. And, of course, what we saw out of Sam Ellinger and Nick Foles this past year. So uh, it's probably not a bad move for them. I find it interesting. The Titans were going to jump up, huh, in your mm-hmm. theory here with the yep. Arizona Cardinals, so the Colts decide to do it. So there are the Cardinals at number four. Continue. The Cardinals are at number four. Now, the Cardinals were on the phone with the Raiders, but the Colts jumped in, so they moved up one spot. The Raiders wanted C.J. Stroud, but they hung up the phone after the Colts ended up making a pick. The Cardinals are going to shock everybody here. The Cardinals are going with offensive tackle. Paris Johnson Jr., Ohio State, goes higher than he is in the Harris 100. But I had, I've been thinking about this, and then this weekend it kind of confirmed me. I was looking back at my draft guide, and one of the things I said about the Cardinals is they just haven't protected Kyler Murray. And apparently Kyler Murray has been kind of pounding the table for Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State. I could see them going with maybe not a pick that's safe, but they get a priority pick. They move down a spot. They go with an offensive tackle with Paris Johnson Jr. leaving Will Anderson. And you're going to hear the words, Oh, Will Anderson Jr.'s falling. Oh, yep. no. Stop the fall. And you still have Jalen Carter on the board as you get to number five. Paris Johnson Jr. goes to Arizona. Smart move, yes or no? I think it's too early. I think their fans are going to skewer them for this one, for taking Paris okay. Johnson Jr. Way too early. In fact, where was the next trade down? Did the Raiders really want to move up? And did the Raiders want to grab, I don't know, Anthony Richardson or somebody like that? Or maybe Will Anderson or maybe even, I don't know, pick one. Jalen they Carter. Wanted, Raiders wanted Stroud. It didn't happen. And that so now was the it. Raiders are going to sit And tight. now they're out. That's it. They're going to go with Garoppolo out. and they're out. Yeah. What about the Titans? Do they want to move up? Ooh. That's a lot to move up. All right, so I'll stay tuned for that. Right. But to me, it's early. They should have looked for a trade down. Or go ahead and take maybe one of the top two players in this entire draft, Bijan Robinson, right? Ooh. Because they're talking Ooh. about they, the collective they, right. maybe half of they, maybe two-thirds of they, talking about the Texans taking Bijan Robinson somewhere, mm-hmm. maybe even a two, right. to shock the world because Ooh. he's that good a football player right. and you take the best player you possibly can. He might be, you told me Friday, something like that. He's a better running back than maybe any quarterback is a quarterback in this draft, right? What yes. If Bijan Robinson were a quarterback, the equal value at that position group in this draft would, would be, be what? Bryce. It'd be Bryce. I mean, or, I've got no, it would Br- be more than Bryce, right, though, right? right. right? More, yeah. It would be more like a Burrow or an Andrew Luck right. type. Because right? he's, a, he's impacting your pass game. He's impacting your run game. He's a good pass protector. I saw somebody call him soft, Bijan Robinson soft. What? On the Twitters this weekend, and I almost lost it. I almost lost it. I was like, that guy should lose his Twitter account and then some. Can you imagine having Bijan and then, oh, let's put Pierce in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Give everybody a little break here. Oh, I mean, I read some things today, and of course, smoke screens, you don't know. Apparently, the Texans really like Bijan. Which, well, who doesn't like Bijan? I know, exactly. He's everything you want a guy. He's perfect size, great speed, excellent hands character on and off the field i mean he's everything you yep. want yeah like he's a slam dunk oh he just he's a running back mm-hmm. that's what but if you think of him only as a running back that's where you're that's uh that's the fault in your star so to speak all right we get to so number now five. We're at five seattle seahawks oh here we go i know what you're doing go ahead pick it now apparently albert beer said or i maybe it was uh mcshay talking to some people, said, you know, I haven't really heard Seahawks and Jalen Carter. And that's what makes me think Seahawks and Jalen Carter. Mm. Because the Seahawks have a distinct need inside. 
they went and signed Draymond Jones, but you had Jalen Carter to Draymond Jones. Now you start doing something. That defensive front last year for Seattle was all kinds of just not very good. What did you make of the Seahawks and Anthony Richardson talk? I think there's something to that. In fact, I went back and forth on that for a little bit. And then I thought, mm, that might be, if I feel like if Anthony Richardson's got a spot, that's it. I feel like that's it. But does that make a lot but Carter, of sense? But Carter is such a high-level player. Yeah. That's why I feel like you got to get Jalen Carter now because I don't think, just looking one year ahead, I don't think there's that in this draft. Now, there are some interior defensive linemen dudes. Nothing like Jalen Carter, though. Nothing like him. You grab Carter now. If Geno flames out, go draft the quarterback next year, and away you go. Ah, great football player. I was listening to uh, Wade Smith and Andy Kalu talking about him because Jaylen they have a Carter. podcast coming out. Yeah, yeah. Texans OGs and yeah. hosted by ND, by the way. And the way they were talking about Carter, I thought, what's wrong with him again? Yeah. Let's just overlook everything. I know. Because uh, the, the way he handles himself on the D-line. Johnny, back to the Seahawks. Richardson, that possibility... It makes some sense, but at the same time, look, they're a playoff team here with Geno Smith. Mm -hmm. They just re-upped with him. Don't you want to get as strong as possible with impact players like a Carter right. or whoever else you can get here? Maximize your window Outside right now. Outside quarterback yeah. who you might not play. Right. You got to think of things that way. Although, uh, again, it's the NFL draft. Nothing should surprise anybody. <laughs> You're right. Um, okay. So Jalen Carter's name got turned in. Mm -hmm. It's now the Detroit Lions. And I've gone back and forth again with Richardson. But I just don't see them doing it. I think they're in a window of time. They drafted Hutchinson last year. Yeah. They have James Houston on the outside. Mm -hmm. But again, when you think you have enough, you need more. I am giving them defensive end Will Anderson Jr. And they can figure it out. So Anderson drops, I put that in air quotes, yeah. to six with the Detroit Lions. And I know the Detroit Lions look at a corner, but if Will Anderson Jr. falls in your lap, guess what helps the corners you already have? Mm. You're helped by a guy like Will Anderson Jr. with Hutch. Can you imagine Hutchinson and Anderson off the edge together? Yeah, that's tough. Yikes. That's tough for them. Now, Aaron's going to be very happy, Aaron Glenn, their defensive coordinator. As soon as the words Alabama, the word Alabama is out of Roger Goodell's mouth, mm. Las Vegas Raiders get a phone call from the AFC South. Tennessee but Titans moving up. Yes, that's exactly what it is. I was going to put the Texans. I thought, nope, it's the Titans. The Titans have been calling. No, they, they don't. They They're not going to do it. They have now found their spot at number seven, and they are going to do it. The Tennessee Titans move up to seven, and they are going to take not the quarterback you think. Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. No. No, because I still have to draft at 12, Johnny. Don't crush my hopes and dreams. Don't. The Tennessee Titans are more comfortable with Hendon Hooker oh! of Tennessee. And they will take Hendon Hooker oh. at Tennessee. And you can just imagine the draft party at this point. Oh, oh there are just dreams gutted. <laughs> but the Tennessee Titans move up. And a little no. bit of a surprise. A little bit of a surprise. A little bit. Because I know that the Titans could have been looking at a few different quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. But they end up going with Hendon Hooker of Tennessee. All right, Atlanta does. Wait, hang on a second. Hang. On. I have to process. I know you this. have to. You All do right. have to process. We can, this we, a we, bit. we can spend more time on this. This is too important. Okay. okay? Because I need therapy. If Hendon Hooker is gone <laughs> at Titans. seven to the he goes Tennessee ahead Titans. of Levis. Who, he goes ahead of Richardson. Who moved up to get him? Right. Who moved up? That means a lot of things. You know what that means? 
that means they knew something that mm-hmm. Hendon Hooker was a really coveted asset yes. in this draft that people knew that he was going to come back from the knee mm-hmm. soon enough. And look, they got Tannehill, Malik Willis. They have Tannehill. They don't have to start him right away. You have to look for a team like that that still wants a quarterback. They don't have to start him right away. They feel comfortable with it. And obviously the backyard nature of the whole thing with him playing for the Vols factors in. I hate it. I hate that bothers me more than CJ Stroud going to the Colts in your mock draft. <laughs> it does. I know it does. All right. I know. I want to make it tough on you. But mm-hmm. I think what's happening, it's 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 not going in a horrible direction at this point. Because now we're to pick number eight. It's got a chance to go in a horrible direction. Go on. It does. So you're at pick number eight. Yeah. Atlanta Falcons. You don't quite know whether they're all that much in love with Desmond Ritter. Mm-hmm. They already have Tyler Algiers running back, so you'd think Bijan Robson, kind of like the Texans. Mm. Well, they've got their guy, but you could see Bijan being added to that mix. Mm. In the end, the Atlanta Falcons decide, you know what, there are a couple quarterbacks there. We're not totally sold on them. We've got to help our defense. You know what we're going to do? We're going to go get quarterback. Oh, it's a surprise. Oh, God. Anthony Richardson from out of Florida. Oh. He goes to the Atlanta Falcons, and they let him sit. They see what they've got. And we're going to go with Anthony Richardson, Florida, to the Atlanta Falcons, sitting at number eight. All right, so at this point, I'm the Texans. I've got the 12th pick in the draft, and I'm starting to get a little worried. Are you antsy? I'm a lot antsy. Are you antsy? I'm I'm very antsy because Stroud, Young, Levis, Hooker, they're all gone. Yeah. Sound like Jim McKay, and that's a terrible <laughs> reference right there. But they're done in this draft. So now I'm hoping that oh, Will Levis. Oh, boy. It's about to get really interesting. Oh, gosh. Go on. <laughs> Your mock draft. This is just the torment Mark Vandermeer mock draft. Go on. I mean, we do have to come to grips with this. All right. So you have four quarterbacks going in the top eight. Yeah. I didn't really see that. In fact, one of my bold predictions is going to be that doesn't happen. But you know what? This is yeah. it makes it fun. Uh, Chicago Bears make it pretty easy. They go with Peter Skaronski at Northwestern. All right, uh, local guy stays there. Play guard or tackle. I think he's perfect. All right, Philadelphia Eagles are at ten, and they could no go brainer. a lot of different directions. No brainer. Yeah, no you know brainer. Say it, Bijan Robinson. Yeah, it's Bijan Robinson. Yeah. he's going to go to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now the L- Las Vegas Raiders are on the clock. Oh, they're not going to do it. He's perfect for them, though, from the Al Davis mold perspective. But the Las Vegas Raiders get a phone call. <laughs> you just, this is so, Johnny, if this happens, if this happens during our draft show, and by the way, Robert Hensley is our update guy, and you want to be listening Thursday because we're going to spoil everything, all yeah. right? If he gets a report that somebody's being picked, he just he's going to blur to that. Right, I know. And exactly. I, he puts his hand up when he gets a report, right. and I can tell by the look on his face yes, if I'm going to like it or not. He has a bad cheese face, and if he has a bad cheese face after this trade at 11, I don't know what I'm going to do. The Las Vegas Raiders have gotten a phone call from the <sighs> NFC North. Oh, no. The Minnesota Vikings have called. There's been a lot of smoke about the Vikings. <laughs> they know they have to get a quarterback. And they draft Will Levis oh, from right. Kentucky at number 11. Right in front of the Texans. So now here you are. Here's the top 11 to this mm-hmm. point. 
Mm-hmm. Bryce Young at one. Texas take Tyree Wilson at two. C.J. Stroud in a trade with the Colts goes three. Cardinals move the four. Take Paris Johnson Jr. Five is Jalen Carter, Seattle. Will Anderson Jr. falls in air quotes to the Detroit Lions. The mm-hmm. Titans make a trade to seven with Hendon Hooker, Tennessee. The Falcons panic a little bit and take Anthony Richardson, Florida. Quarterback, Bears take Skaronsky from Northwestern. Eagles take Bijan. The Vikings move up and take Will Levis. Mark Vandermeer, you are now on the clock. Pick number 12. You've got your pick of probably some guys you didn't think would be there. But Tyree, you have. Mm. Anderson off the board. Mm. All the receivers still there. All the quarterbacks are off the board. One, two, three, four, five. Wow, five in the top 11. I got it. You got it. I'm going to take, and look, this is... This is a choice I've got to make right here mm-hmm. among receivers. Okay. I'm going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba. Okay. All right? And even though there are going to be a lot of groans and likely you're you're going to leave Miller Outdoor Theater that night, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is the only thing Nick is thinking about. Right. Of course. Uh, even though he's going to be here at NRG Stadium. Well, what will the fans at Miller Outdoor Theater think? You're going to leave without a quarterback that night, but you're going to have Tyree Wilson and you're going to have Jackson Smith and Jigba on your football team. And those are two outstanding players. And you've got to deal with the quarterback position in another way. Is it the BYU kid? Is it going to be Jake Hayner from Fresno State? Is it going to be a trade for Trey Lance? We don't know. It's a cliffhanger, Johnny. And that we will address next. What happens and what do you do if this scenario unfolds right here on Texas All Access? Oh, yeah, we like to leave you with cliffhangers here on Texans All Access on a Monday. And well, when we left you, we were finishing up the Vandermeer slash Harris mock draft for 2023. John Harris alongside Mark Vandermeer, the voice of the Texans. We have walked out of 2-12 and 12 with Tyree Wilson and Jackson Smith and Jigba, and we did not end up with a quarterback because they were all drafted. So, Mark, mm. A, plausibility of the scenario we've gone through. If you missed it, just real quick. Carolina took Bryce Young. Texas took Tyree Wilson. The Colts moved up a spot, took C.J. Stroud. The Cardinals moved down a spot, took Paris Johnson Jr. to attack from Ohio State. Seattle took Jalen Carter. The Detroit Lions took a falling Will Anderson. The Titans moved up to seven and took Hendon Hooker. That was our guy at seven. At eight, Atlanta Falcons took Anthony Richardson in a mild upset. The Bears took Peter Skronsky at nine. Bijan goes 10 to Philadelphia. Minnesota moved up. With only one more quarterback with a first-round grade to get Will Levis at number 11, and the Texans selected Jackson Smith and Jigba, those two picks made by Mark Vandermeer. I think those two picks, Mark, are two home-run picks. I think you did a great job in picking those. Mm. Now, that pick is made. Actually, if, as soon as the Levis pick is made, our our draft show turns into the radio show of <laughs> when do they get a quarterback? Exactly. How do they get a quarterback? And how comfortable are you trading for Trey Lance in particular? Is there somebody else we're not thinking about? When I did my mock draft simulation, I traded for Aaron Rodgers today. (laughs) Ironically, today was the day he was finally traded to the New York Jets. The Jets. Hmm. Okay. So there's the $64 million question. What do you do about the quarterback if it goes this way? Yeah, all right, let's talk about options here. Okay. A Trey Lance trade. John Lynch came out and said he's likely to be a 49er. He didn't word it that way. He's going to be a 49er. Whatever. Right. Are you trying to drive up the market? Sure, of course. But I agree with him because with the injury situation that Brock Purdy has yes. and the really iffy will he play this season question, I think that they absolutely need him. And I know they have Sam Darnold, and they could probably do some good things with Sam Darnold mm-hmm. in that offense. 
But if you're them, you invested all that into Trey Lance. So if the worst thing in the world is, hey, we're going to give Trey Lance all the opportunity in the world to win this job in training camp and hold it off as long as Brock Purdy's on the mend or maybe even after he, he's available, that's a good thing for the 49ers. I don't think they're going to part ways with Trey Lance. I don't think they need to at this point. I think they don't know enough about Purdy. I think that's the biggest thing. What's, if they knew about Purdy and knew Purdy, let's say Purdy's 100% healthy. I think Trey Lance may have been traded by now. Right. I think he absolutely would have been traded by now going into the draft because the 49ers would want something in this particular draft. So I think that's what's ultimately held up some of the deals, in particular the Green Bay Packers, New York Jets deal. I think that was a part of it as well. If, if you go through Thursday night of the draft and it falls like this, Tyree Wilson and, and – uh, and Jackson Smith and Jigba come to your team, then potentially pick number 33 has to be in play because that's your next mm -hmm. highest pick, and maybe that's the call you make you know, Thursday night before you go to bed and see whether you can get that to happen and then work out the details on Friday uh, as you go through. Now, can I throw something wild out? Go ahead. What would it take, and I'm not saying it's a good idea even, but if we're sitting around the conference room table, Johnny, and mm -hmm. we haven't drafted a quarterback in the first round, you and I have all Friday morning, if we're running this team, mm -hmm to think about what we need to do. Right. What about offering the Jets a three or a four? Oh, I know where you're going For with Zach this. Wilson. And saying, look, nobody's going to like it in fan nation, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> the Twitters are not, as you call them, right. are not going to enjoy that at all. No. They are not going to enjoy a Zach Wilson acquisition. But for all we know... Bobby Slowick, D'Amico Ryans, they see something. And they talk to Rob, and he said, you know what? It's just not working out here. But I'm telling you, there's something about this kid still. Here's I mean, where you drafted him number two overall for right. crying out loud. Here's the, here's the phone call you probably need to make. What's that? And that's the baby LaFleur. Yeah. Well, Baby's going to tell you. <laughs> now he's known as Simply <laughs> Baby. Right. You know, and I'm doing Dirty Nobody Dancing. Nobody puts Baby the, in the corner. Yeah, the sequel. Yeah. Uh, so Baby LaFleur is going to tell you exactly I, what he thinks. I, Mark, I do not hate that idea. Yeah. I do I mean, not hate that idea at all. Again, if you're not drafting one of these players, and as we get all hyped up, high and mighty, people are so sure of themselves mm -hmm. heading into this draft, and by people I mean media, and people right. who tweet a lot, whatever. Right. Well, look at Zach Wilson. He was number two pick in a draft, and look right. at him. We're talking about getting him for a three or a four. What would it take to get him? What do you think the price is oh, for the I Jets? I think you're probably right. About I think three. You're I think you could give up. I think you could offer 73. Mm -hmm. Offer 73 in your fourth next year and see if that would do it. Mm -hmm. So now all of a sudden, he becomes expendable. Can you get something for him? And a lot of teams have their quarterback situation already taken care of. Look, we just saw night one, there were five teams that ended up adding a quarterback. The Texans need one and didn't do it. So, yeah, I think I wouldn't be a po – I love that idea, actually. Hmm. I love the idea. Not because I think Zach – oh, yeah, Zach's a home run. I just think you get a guy in a new environment that's got a lot of skill – and maybe he hears things differently. Maybe he sees things differently. This maybe offense. it's just the expectations are just different. And and maybe what they learned in New York about him can help him here. Like, hey, there's certain parts of the offense that are good for him, certain parts not. Just let's, I don't want to say be gentle, but let's be gentle. Did they, they ran in New York what they're going to run here probably, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So he's got some of that. He's got some understanding of mm. it. But I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot that goes into it. But, yeah, I would – that would, that would probably be one of my first calls. Here's my second call. Now he comes in as a guy whose team gave up on him, 
He's a couple of years older. Mm -hmm. It's different, right? There are a lot of women in Houston. Uh, <laughs> Here's okay. You want to hear another one? What? Now this, now this, you couldn't. You you might offer thirty three and maybe something next year to the Patriots for Mac Jones. Ah, uh, I I might. I don't know. I don't know that I want to do 33 that. 33 is a lot for Mac Jones. I know. Johnny, how good is Mac Jones? I'm not saying Mac Jones is bad, I, I, but is he worth the 33rd pick? No, I don't. If you're redrafting this year. All right, let me. I'll throw you the question I threw out about oh. DJ Moore at receiver. Mac Jones, at quarterback, is available in this draft with all his experience as he is right now, today, and you can draft him along with these college players. Where is Mac Jones going? I don't think it's that high. I don't think he's going to replace I think any of the top four or five quarterbacks. No, I think he's. I think he's quarterback five. He's quarterback five. I think he's quarterback five behind my my top five are Bryce, CJ, Richardson, Hooker, then Mac, then Levis, then Levis. Okay, but at that point, maybe I. I mean, I'm just. You know, it's a guy that's not going to know this offense, but it's a pretty smart guy. He's tough. He's a good leader. Yeah, there's a ceiling on him, but mm -hmm. he did lead as a rookie his the Patriots to the playoffs. I mean, I think there's something to be said for that. And you know he's going to get a whole lot better offensive coaching here than he got last year. Do you think the 49ers, awful. the rumor was that they were targeting Mac Jones, Jones before they went to for right. uh, Trey Lance. Was there ever a time that they were really in love with Mac Jones is what we want to know, right? Right. Were they really coveting Mac Jones, but they decided Lance but was you, a better option? You can't look at a quarterback class, just a normal human being, look at a quarterback class and go, I like that guy, I hate the rest. Now, you could, but I don't think that really happens. Right. I think you look at a quarterback class and go, we really like this guy. Hey, I like this guy, too. Yeah. I like, I like, yeah. but I like this. I like this, this guy more. Better. It's kind of the way I look at Bryce and CJ because they still had Garoppolo. From their point right. of view, they might have liked Mac Jones a lot, but they might have thought, you know what? It's a lot of Jimmy G. The same kind of thing, maybe. I don't know. Right. I don't know how they looked at it. But Trey Lance, you always pointed out, he can do so much more yeah. athletically, and that—that's why I would have taken him. And so I, I just I, I heard Rappaport talk on yeah today Monday. Talking about how the timing of Purdy, like if you know more about Brock Purdy and you have an idea when he's going to come back, then maybe that gives the 49ers the confidence they can move on from Trey Lance if somebody yeah. offers yeah. you know something that's you know legitimate at that particular point. I, I, I don't know, but I mean I think that you know Mac Jones's it's been kicked around. I would imagine a little bit. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that we haven't thought about that would would make some some sense that some team would be like yeah yeah well you know you think about quarterbacks that are not quite settled where they are yeah. is there any of them that you like eh, i don't know but not i think too many mac jones trey lance they make some i, I like your zach wilson idea yeah i like your zach I mean, wilson as far idea. as a because backup. i thought for a long time actually since he got in the league that if aaron Rodgers was gonna play at that level i'd offer for jordan love mm. i would have offered for jordan love because i i like yeah. jordan love i always yeah. have uh, Dre and I have, have always we've been we were on a flight somewhere and I was watching I had um, I had Michigan State Utah State on my surface I was watching it and all of a sudden I just feel this you know Dre hits me in there I'm like hey you watch it I was like yeah and so he's like peeking through the seats and we're watching it together and he's legit he's I would have that would have been one I, I, I looked at a few years ago because of that you're gonna keep Rodgers all right well we're gonna go make a trade for love but they felt like they knew at some point Rodgers was eventually going to run out of time, and he's done that, I think. I think Jordan Love is the guy, apparently. But 
I that's where I would I would start thinking about that because if I walk out of there with Tyree Wilson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba as as you drafted them, mm-hmm. and then there's a deal Friday where you bring in Zach Wilson or you bring in Trey Lance, which I don't think I don't think Trey Lance can happen. I'm not there in the draft. I think it could happen maybe during the summer, but at that point you got to have a little bit better answer, I guess. Going into the summer? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But you know what? When Kyle Shanahan took over in San Francisco, you know what he didn't have? He didn't have an answer quarterback. And what they do halfway through that season? They traded for Garoppolo. Yeah. And I guess... And, and things change. So that's a big reason why a lot of people speculate D'Amico Ryans is not in a huge hurry to yeah. rush into something that might not be right for him. Get some elite dudes. Because I tell you, you're going to get the number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you would, at that point, take Tyree Wilson. So he's one or two on people's boards as a defensive end. But he's freaky as can be. Now, he's coming off season-ending injuries. But point being, you're getting two elite players at two key positions. Yeah, you didn't get the position in quarterback. But if you don't feel good about C.J. Stroud, then you're probably not feeling good about the rest of them at that point, I don't think. Yeah. So go this way and see that you can't figure out the quarterback situation as you go. Maybe you, something ends up like we talked about. Maybe it's not Mac Jones, but maybe it is Zach Wilson. Maybe something like that, getting an opportunity to leave an organization, come to Houston, reset their career, and take it to a different height. I don't uh, know. Other options. Who's going higher, Jaron Hall or Jake Hayner? Hall is from BYU. Hayner's from Fresno State. Hayner has really high completion percentage numbers, yeah. all right? Yeah. The touchdown pass numbers throughout his career, not voluminous, but not bad at all. Low pick total. And Jaron Hall, let's look at him here, 31 touchdowns last year, only six picks. I mean, six is a career high for him, if you will. 11 picks in the last two years. That's nice compared to yep. 51 touchdown passes last two years and a nice, robust, well, pretty good completion percentage at 66-65 over the last two years. If you just watched him at the Senior Bowl, it's Jake Hayner clears day. Now, I have Hayner and I've had Hayner. Um, actually, in my May Harris 100, the very first one at, that I started working on, Jaron Hall was right ahead. At the Senior Bowl, it was clear Hayner was a step ahead the entire time. I mean, not even a step, like two steps. I mean, it was almost not even a comparison. So I think Jaron Hall has got an opportunity. I think he's – I wouldn't be surprised if Hall ends up going in front of Hayner because they're going to see a little bit more upside, his ability to move out of the pocket, those kind of things. I love Jaron Hall. I love Hayner. Hayner I would take over Hall because I think Hayner is just a better th- passer and manager of the passing mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. But, man, Jaron Hall's you could go either one of them. They're now, both six one around two hundred. I no, wonder what I, the real height is. Are they? They look like them. twins out on the field at the Senior Bowl. They look like twins. Mm. I mean, you could. I would get excited about one of those two guys. Okay. I mean, I don't know if I get excited over one of the quarterbacks in the first round, but I'd much rather have one of those guys than reaching on a quarterback at a spot where you got to have a quarterback. No, go get go get the right quarterback, and maybe yeah. the right quarterback is a guy a little bit later, like the 49ers found out in Brock Purdy. You never know. Yeah, that's right. You never know in this league. You didn't know when you woke up this morning that a Hall of Fame quarterback was going to be wearing a different shade of green. But Aaron Rodgers will be doing that this fall for the New York football Jets. The deal, the ramifications. We talked about Zach Wilson, but let's talk about what it means for the Jets and the Packers. That's next going around the NFL right here at Texas All Access. We go with final segment of this edition of Texans All Access. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter, and it is finally done. We talked about Zach Wilson. There's a reason we talked about Zach Wilson, because Aaron Rodgers is traded. All 
parties in the deal have agreed. Now, it's not official because there's got to be some contract and some money uh, things to happen. But I do believe that this deal is all done. Everybody believes it, actually. So here's the deal. Aaron Rodgers will go to the New York Jets along with a 2023 fifth-round pick. That's pick number 170. The Jets and Packers will pick swap. So the Packers will get pick number 13. That was the Jets pick. So the, the they'll swap picks. So it was Jets 13, Packers 15. Now it'll be Packers 13, Jets 15. The Packers also get a second-round pick this year, number 42. They get a sixth-round pick, number 207. And they get a conditional 2024 second-round pick that becomes a first if Rodgers plays 65% of the play. So let's say that Rodgers stubs his toe and can't play all year because ayahuasca is out of season. The Jets still give up a second-round pick. Now that is the epitome of all-in. And that gives kind of the background in some sense. We were talking about Aaron Rodgers' trade. We knew it was going to happen. That's why Mark and I were talking about Zach Wilson and uh, whether he would become available. So at that point, he is now, I guess, available, maybe, if you want to part with him because they got their guy. They got Aaron Rodgers for the New York Jets. Now, the picture that Adam Schefter or ESPN posted shows him wearing number eight. That was his number in college. So I wonder if we'll be able to wear number, wear number 12. We'll have to get that clearance, I guess, from Joe Namath. So we'll see what happens. But the deal is finally done. Finally done, uh, and Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet. So, what does that mean this year for your Texans? Well, it means you do play Aaron Rodgers and the Jets in New York. Ugh. There is a quarterback that's had a lot of success against the Texans, it's Aaron Rodgers. So, you'll face Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow, uh, Lamar Jackson, maybe. Maybe we'll find out. That's one of my bold predictions. I think Lamar Jackson will have a deal announced on Thursday night of the draft. Just to, you know, put a little uh, put a little shine on him, getting that deal done, and maybe outline what some of the teams are doing in the draft. So Aaron Rodgers is a Jet. The Packers get a haul. Packers fans should be very happy with Brian Gunicus. I mean, that was a haul. What a great haul to get back for a guy that wasn't coming back to them. And they got to work out the money. And I think the money's going to work in the favor of the Packers, too. And they got their guy already in Jordan Love. The only way this is bad is if Jordan Love stinks, which I don't think he will. I think he's going to be a pretty, 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 pretty good quarterback. And you guys are pretty good yourselves. You listeners, thank you so much for being here. Uh, big thanks to our guys back at 610. To all of you out there for listening, thanks to Mark, to you. Everyone have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. And as always, go Texans.